2: Live from London, this is Piers Morgan Uncensored. Well, good evening from London and welcome to Piers Morgan Uncensored. Well, ladies and gentlemen, these are difficult times for Britain. Our neediest people are struggling to keep up with brutal rises in energy bills. Rocketing rents could leave some people homeless. Now mortgage rates are exploding too. Millions of young people have no hope of ever owning their own homes without the bank of mum and dad. Caucasian boys, many of them raised in our most deprived neighbourhoods, are now the worst-performing demographic for getting university places. And today, charities are warning the disabled and handicapped and will be the worst hit by the government's benefit cuts, fueling yet another split in Liz Truss's cabinet. Meanwhile, refugees and economic migrants continue to cross the Channel in small boats, a crisis the Home Secretary admits is out of control. Now, how did all that sound to you? The, The wording I used repeatedly there. Every time you heard a little bing, what was that about, do you think? I'll tell you what it was about. They're all banned words and phrases. That's where we've got to in this country. They've all just been banned. Can't use it. Does that make you sad about the state of our nation? Are you offended by the wording I just used? According to the local government association, you should be. You should be very, very offended. Council workers across the country have been banned from using Every one of the words that tinged, and plenty of others, an 18-page inclusive language guide says mums and dads should become birthing parents. Ladies and gentlemen, should now be everyone, in case people in between feel upset. The only thing I'm saying here is that people on the government payroll spent their time and our money in a cost-of-living crisis coming up with this garbage. These are difficult times for Britain. There's an awful lot for council workers to be getting on with. Offending people by using words like mum and dad should not be one of them. This is the tyrannical language police who are deprived, my humble apologies to anyone offended by the word deprived, of common sense. Well, joining me now, Associate Editor of The Telegraph, Christopher Hope, Talk TV's International Editor, Isabel Oakeshott, and Associate Editor of The Daily Mirror, Kevin Maguire. So, well, lovely to see you, Isabel, and two kings <laughs> of the Fleet Street political pack. I'm
1: not, not sure be... you're
3: allowed to call them kings, are you?
2: They might be... Cool. <laughs> uh, Bulldogs. Sexist. Bulldogs. sexist. Bulldogs. No, no,
1: no, no. I'm a Republican. I don't want to be a king. Exactly, no, really no. Royal. Uh, you're welcome offended. to both of you.
2: Uh, just to start with that before we get into the, the heavier stuff. What's going on with language police now in in an official capacity we've seen it at NHS level we've now seen it at local government level why are they all being cowed into coming up with this
1: nonsensical stuff yeah but they're not banned, you've just used them it's just in local government, they're looking for a new way now I, I think, no, I wouldn't use more let me so, rephrase it, it. It's why, mom, <laughs> anyway. why are they
2: assuming most
1: normal people would be offended but come on language evolves over over the decades. you have a problem with mums and dads? Mum and dad, I'm all right with. Mum do, Mum I do. Mum and dad. You sound sudden and soft. We can't say, that, you have I, to say birthing parents. Yeah, well I wouldn't use that, no. But, <laughs> it's, it's but, if, they're, but if they're looking to, to try and be more inclusive, let's not Who are they excluding? Let's not, let's not knock them for trying. You, Kevin, how can you be this, this
2: inclusive thing. of a tiny number of people whilst excluding yeah. the vast
1: majority? Yeah, but the vast majority isn't excluded, it's Included as well. They're now, not- I would still use mum and dad, right. but if people want to use mum <laughs> and what if parents, I'm offended tell you offended. you can't? Well, you, if you get offended well, easily, you might be. But Kevin, yeah.
3: I don't actually think you believe any of this. Nor do really I. Know. I just don't. I, mean, I just don't look, get, get
1: head oh, up. There are bigger problems in the world, and you attack you attack the local Government Association, saying, "Look, shouldn't you be doing?" I that agree. Thing? There are bigger problems. But, but, but then why taken, get head up
2: yourself? Because they've taken all this time and effort out of their busy working days in a cost of living crisis to come Who's up paying? with this nonsense. Well, well, uh, it's, and right. it's,
4: it's well-meaning people. Is it well-meaning? Yeah. Yes, it is. My problem is, I thought my phone was getting text messages. I that's turn it off. I had no idea they were offensive words at all. <laughs> I was thought right. I thought, so I was reading it perfectly straight
2: I and mean, we were doing the tings to remind I people later. This is what Every one of those things was a word that's. But let's offensive. just
3: pick up on this whole birthing parents thing. Is that not offensive to people who are adopted, who, who've adopted their children? I think children women are really or who used to use to surrogate. Mum's, mums I mean, do all the
2: effort. I, can't I mean, be called not, them
3: birthing. I used parent. to get on a
2: plane, right, equal. and I used to love the moment where they said, "Ladies and gentlemen, oh, your captain oh,
1: speaking? Don't. You're not allowed to say it anymore." No,
3: I think it would just get I, ignored. I, by hang, most on, people, hang on, hang on, but going to Do it? you
1: three not realise the contradiction of getting upset? Other people get upset, then you're getting upset yourself. I mean, well, no, just, but, just no, because, chill a bit. Yeah. No, just chill. No, because
2: what we're trying to do is protect is protect language for the vast majority of people who have no
1: problem with that language. And by vast majority, I mean 98% of the world's population. Piers, we're about the same age. You know that some of the language that would have been used about gay people, people of colour, yeah. uh, when we were... Uh, Kids yes. and young is really offensive now. I think it's completely now. different.
2: Yeah, but you move on. No, no. Racist and derogatory or homophobic or transphobic yeah. phraseology, I'm completely with you, right? You should never stigmatise groups yeah. of people. Right. But changing mums and dads to birthing parents is actually grotesquely offensive yeah. to
1: every mum and dad who wants or, to be called a mum and dad. Or, or, or disabled people, are, older people, language, look they're trying they're trying their best once you give an inch on this stuff it never stops now now you've given the inches we just said you've given inches already and in fact miles i'm glad to say on gay people on people of color elderly people disabled people and so there are
4: other people. We who haven't we'll got to Christmas at. yet, I and mean, that's, that's around the corner. Oh, winter, oh, Christmas will be nice. winter parties. Oh, that's rubbish! Winter ball. You know that's <laughs> rubbish. There we go. What oh, Rubbish. Yule tie greetings, Kevin. Yeah. I mean, really,
2: honestly, it will all it's have it's to go. Um, all right, Christopher. Let's, let's turn to more serious things. Mm. Liz Truss, your Daily Telegraph's big political guru. Um, <laughs> is there any defence you can put up which doesn't constitute my belief that it was a the whole week was a total
4: disaster? She tried to run before she could walk. They were too quick on it. They, she used a tax-cutting Tory. She basically had an idea about, a very good idea, about uh, dealing with en- the energy uh, bill crisis. That was a good idea. Then upon- onto this, let's call it a Christmas tree, they attached tinsel, uh, banker's bonuses, 45p tax rates, stamp duty measures and other, other things. And almost By the end, it keeled over as a result, its own weight, and that's right, the problem. But as a it?
2: result of this, this is the problem I have with it, they keep banging on about, we did all this for your energy bills, but now the
4: mortgage bills are yeah. going to dwarf the energy bills. And, of course, some of the blame is that, of that is from the international markets, but I'm afraid to say that, that increase in interest rates coming soon will be blamed squarely on Kwasi Kwarteng and Liz Trust. It's not all over for them, but it's a really bad start.
3: But don't you think it was appalling the way she absolutely hung her own Chancellor out to yeah, dry, repeatedly that was her over being, the
4: co- that, uh, conference? Her team that w- say that was her saying, it's quasi's budget, it it's yeah. not mine. Which is, by the way, what a leader just, does when they want nothing to do with it. And it, it just, is, backfire.
3: and it also just isn't true. I happen to know that it was her that was pushing for the timescale on the 45p, right. not him. So My I issue with it, Kevin, is
2: it seemed to me they were playing casino politics with the nation's economy. They were basically rolling the dice. They think we've got two years to yeah. the next election. We've got to move on with this. We, every second counts. We're going to throw the kitchen sink out there or on the roulette wheel. We're going to put it all on bread and we're going to hope it comes up and then maybe it's a 50-50 shot at best. And it's come up the wrong way immediately. I mean, I've never seen anything quite like it where the, there's a run on the, on the pound. The Bank of England steps in with billions of pounds to bail out to help the pension funds not go under. We see mortgage companies withdrawing yeah hundreds of mortgage offers because they can't actually work out what's going on.
1: This was catastrophic. Oh, absolutely. It's catastrophic for, you know, just about everybody in the street because they will pay the price ultimately. Normally a new leader, a new prime minister, you get a honeymoon. She's gone straight to divorce. And I think it's probably over. For her now, I think that if the lady is for turning and backs off on her threat to cut the incomes yeah. of the lowest paid, there's by no not threat. raising universal. She's credit. Not do There's it. no threat. No. I mean, the,
4: what will happen is they'll decide in November when the markets have calmed down. They have got two years to the ne- next election. Green shoots can happen if, if uh, she is tied to the future of the, U- the war in Ukraine. If that uh, ends or gets towards ending, and if the energy prices fall, then I think the, the growing economy, if this works. <laughs> Oh right, but well right, you Christopher, Christopher you're yeah. you're
2: a political historian of some repute yes. um, 81. Yeah, I keep being... 81. Right, I keep being told this is Minnie Thatcher in action, Liz trust. But Thatcher did the opposite. When she first came in and was a rough old economy, mm-hmm. she stabilised the economy, she even put some taxes up, she had a windfall tax yeah. energy companies, she got inflation down, she got the economy stable again, and then she cut income tax dramatically and became known as the great tax cutter, so Conservative leader. But she did it the right way. Liz t- Truss has gone in yeah. with a worse economy... And, you know,
4: pretending to be Margaret Thatcher, she's done the, actually what I think would be the opposite of what Thatcher would have done. There was no time to do what Thatcher would have done, exactly. which would wait to bring it back into line. She had to act quickly. That, that mini-budget was... No uh, time for that, her personally. For the party. That, that mini-budget, that was an election budget. They the 60 yeah. billion, it fair, billion okay, away. Okay, families, OK, but on And that they point, cut taxes
2: on yeah, the other right, hand. But on, right, exactly. So here's my point with that. She had no mandate from the country to do That's what right. she did. Right, she had a mandate from 160,000 Conservative Party fewer members. Than that. Maybe fewer than because, that. Because yeah. only only F- what, Quite, 60% about. voted for her. So say 100,000, right? So 100,000 people determined that they're going to put Liz Truss there and she's going to do this unbelievably mm-hmm. radical, as it turned out, reckless mini-budget, which nearly paralyses our economy instantly. And my, my point about that is... If you don't have a mandate to do that, and you're really doing it for political expediency for yourself and your party, because you've only got two years left of the election,
4: that I'm sorry, that is incredibly they have been, selfish politics. It's a big problem. They have been battered by events uh, <laughs> over the Covid crisis, Ukraine. You're laughing. These are big well, ones. No, These no. are big ones. Let me finish. The Queen's death. Obviously just being the apologist for us. It wrong. they've so they squeezed everything into, 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 yeah. a, into a couple of years. I said 81 to you because they are telling me that they think 1981... Is where the party is now, in the, in the sense that, in the sense that, yeah. the SDP were were 30 points ahead, and they pulled it back in two years Tricky. because of the, of the growing grey economy. And the four. Well, four.
1: And the Chris, you're sounding like the lad nailed to the cross at the end of Life of Brian, who's singing "Always <laughs> look on the bright side of life." <laughs> we look, she got it. You're a very naughty boy, Kevin. She got it absolutely wrong, and she got it she got it wrong because she won a contest in the cult, the Conservative. I cult, think there's a bigger. Problem. And she didn't start governing for the right. country; she was still governing for the. cult. I totally
2: agree, and I and here's the problem with with this cult. She's now you know anyone who doesn't agree with her is anti-growth, apparently, which is ironic given how little they've done for actual growth in the last week, right? But I think it's the bigger problem for Liz Truss. She made the mistake Boris Johnson made, came in as Prime Minister and got rid of every alternative voice. She just surrounded herself with sick effects. That got rid of talented, smart people, Gove and all these that guys. That absolutely
3: right? goes to the heart of it now. And so
4: they're all on the outside of a tent he, now attacking. He, was, he resigned absolutely. first, Gove. He wasn't sacked. That's your so, plan, I know, but she could have brought Gove back. Right? I think he would have come he, back. He, he said, like, I'm not going back to Frontline Politics and walked away I know what he now, said. But she, I don't believe a word any of them say. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> my point being, if you come in and you just
2: do a clean sweep of all yeah. the uh, negative uh, voices...
3: 100% that. She has now got... Her biggest problem immediately is not actually the electorate okay. because she's got another two years. It is actually mm. managing the absolute... Absolute mess yeah. that there is that's within why. the parliamentary party, and th- it was only that that meant that she did not press ahead right. with the forty-five Peter forty. It wasn't the yeah. outcry in the country which she is actually is Chris- prepared to right. face. And down. Problem,
2: the problem is, Christopher. Once the rebels outside know that she has done a U-turn on one big thing, 100 They know she's a woman who is
4: for turning yeah. right. Yes, she's a, she's a weather vane. To use that term, right. used against Starmer by I think Boris that's Johnson. Paralyzing for a prime minister. She was called a lame duck leader, but by by rebels I spoke to at the party conference but it's all about, for me it's all about tuesday tuesday is the day she says sorry to MPs mm. MPs on the right who are bruised about going out to defending a, a an abolished tax cut those who were sacked them the twenty nine intake always angry about something else the left yeah. everyone's crossed with there are all these factions unite them say sorry and move on to saying, of i don't know if you can say, saying, saying uh, i get uh, it not it's, enough it's gone beyond I, that w-
2: before we before we leave this i just want a, an extraordinary clip which was a nurse, I think it was the Jeremy Hi, yes. Vine show, yeah. in the audience, a nurse who said this.
5: There are no resources and you are told persistently on the news that, you know, care homes are being ring-fenced. It's, it's a lie and I'm sorry, but if you have voted Conservative, you do not deserve to be resuscitated by the NHS. Oh, oh, oh. Hang, on.
2: Hang on! Hang on! I mean, I could barely believe what I was hearing. This thing went viral. That is a, a British nurse saying that if you are a Conservative voter, you do not deserve to be resuscitated.
3: I think she it. I mean, can we all agree it? this
2: was... I, mean, I Kevin, think she meant
1: it. I know you don't like Tories, but... <laughs> no, <laughs> what on <laughs> earth
6: would, <she laughs> would
2: you no,
1: give Liz no, Justice a life, Kevin? She is expressing breaking. the frustration <laughs> no, that many people one. in you the health service... You can't defend that, are, No, I know. She was over the top. but, but she's Over ex- the top? It was disgraceful. But if she's working in the NHS and I've, she dearly sees the pressures and she knows what happens with patients, no, she shouldn't have said it and expressed it like that. That is absolutely right. That's it. That's where you stop talking, Kevin. There's no buts. But if If you have dealt dealt with patients being stuck on trolleys in corridors because yeah, yeah. you don't have beds, yeah. and you haven't got the care, you will feel frustrated. So like, got to do with to speak people speak who, who
3: vote Tory? Yeah. I mean, it's just ridiculous.
2: Well, I think you'll find I it, think
1: I so think so right the right Tories have to be been in power for 12 person. years. Right. Just I mean, look, no, no, you know,
2: Tottenham fans, fine, you've got an argument. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I just yeah. thought, I thought it was a really despicable thing to say, actually, and I was shocked it came out of the mouth of a nurse. Because you just think, well, you go into nursing not because of people's political persuasion, you go in to save people of all persuasions. Nurses
1: are caring, but because Kevin, of that, when she says digging. it... No, 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 stop digging. digging. Can you, you imagine, by the
2: way, if it had been a, and, a yeah, conservative way, nurse it. who'd yeah. said, yeah. you know, if anyone voted Labour, I so wouldn't I mean, save their
1: lives. Imagine yeah. be,
2: it. Your, no. spleen, your spleen would be exploding. Is. If, you, <laughs> if, you, if, you,
1: if somebody had said that at the end of the Labour period and they hadn't yeah. troubled spending on the NHS... You would have been, be, lists down been and horrified. ..and hadn't built new hospitals and that maybe they would have been justified. You'd have been immeasurably more horrified. But maybe because of Labour's record on the NHS and it was so much better, there wouldn't be a nurse who would have wanted to say that.
2: Sadly... We have to leave you. You're coming back a little later, I think. Yeah. Christopher, I think we're letting you go, I think. Oh, this is great. Are we? I think we are. You've been brilliant. So we'll come back <laughs> again soon. We loved it. Definitely. Isabel, I think you're, you're coming back for day. a little bit. A lot of moving around the chairs today. Uh, but next tonight, it's five years since the first revelations about Harvey Weinstein and the launch of the Me Too movement. But has it now done more harm than good? Plus, Meghan, Harry, the royal fallout of our age. We've got the author of an explosive new book. With insider details at Rock the Palace. Valentine Lowe from the Times, the man who really knows what's going on behind the Burgundy curtains. Welcome back to Piers Morgan on the Revelation Revelations about disgraced movie director Harvey Weinstein's abuse of women sparked a global reckoning with predatory male behaviour. But five years on from what became known as the Me Too movement, there's a growing backlash. Some influential people argue it's become divisive. Pity them sexes against each other with an assumption of male guilt, leaving many young men feeling marginalised. Recently you've two people at the forefront of that backlash, albeit with very different styles and rationales. He's psychologist Dr Jordan Peterson.
4: People have been after me for a long time by, because I've been speaking to disaffected young men. You know, what a terrible thing to do that is.
2: And earlier this week, I spoke to Andrew Tate, the so-called toxic male influencer, who's now banned from social media. The full explosive interview airs tomorrow night, but here's a little taster of that.
6: I believe that confident, strong men who stand up and protect and provide for women are a good thing for the world and a good force for the world. And I don't think that I put a magic spell on anybody. I think there's a whole bunch of men in the world who understands my value. And if, if men grow up to be like me, you're going to have a whole bunch of people with no criminal record, dedicated athletes, who protect and provide for the people close to them, are fantastic for the economy. And, we're, and I'm, not, I'm certainly not the worst influence out here, Piers. Well, clips of both of those interviews have exploded online. Literally millions of people
2: have been viewing them. Uh, Jordan Peterson, for example, the whole interview has been viewed five and a half million times on our YouTube channels, rightly or wrongly. There's clearly a huge groundswell of of interest, at the very least, in their views, if not support. So was Me Too an overdue reckoning, Or has it become a damaging battle in a raging culture war? Isabel still with me, political journalist, Ava Santino, conservative commentator, a young man who agrees with Peterson and Andrew Tate, Connor Thomason. Connor, uh, welcome to the show. Let me start with you. I found it very interesting interviewing Jordan Peterson and Andrew Tate, both very controversial characters in different ways, Uh, both positioned as a kind of kings of toxic masculinity. I certainly didn't think Jordan Peterson was that. And when it came to Andrew Tate, I couldn't really conclude after 90 minutes of grilling him. I gave him quite a hard time. um, I couldn't really conclude what he had done that was so bad that he had to be expunged from social media life altogether. Um, But it showed me the sensitivity around all this. And if any man now behaves in a way that looks like it's toxic masculinity, bang, they're expunged. Is in that process masculinity itself getting expunged and demonised?
7: I would say so. I mean, I'm sure that that you'll have this experience with your own relationships, peers, in that women, if you say something controversial, whether it's uh, uh, something on the Peterson side of the spectrum or on the Tate side of the spectrum, a little bit more explosive or a little bit more academic, some women are very much drawn to a man who can be a bit more confrontational, say exactly what he thinks. It's the verbal new version of what gladiators used to do in the arena way back... Well, certainly
2: I think Ava and Isabel are laughing because they know that they're drawn to me in that way because of my combative (laughs) nature. But Ava, you're smirking and laughing. I mean... There's a serious point here. A lot of young men feel they're getting disenfranchised by society. They're all being over-demonised. That any attempt to be the traditional male figure is now being rubbished and and called toxic.
5: Well, I mean... If you really felt that and you really went out there and you were an alpha male, then you wouldn't be bothered about a bunch of women telling you that you were... That well, you, you would if, like you canceled, like an Tate. Tate, if you get cancelled, like
2: Andrew Tate, if you get banned from I mean, social I mean, he's hardly been
5: cancelled. He was on your programme, which is on national television. But so it's the only platform, actually, he's had
2: for a long time because all the social media companies banned him, literally banned him. He had his email gone, his Google gone, his Facebook gone. It's, it all went down like dominoes.
5: Well, he's still on there, very, very prolific on there. I can't move for clips of Yeah, but they're TikTok. not
2: generated by him now.
5: But but that's been for quite some time. But should he be punished that way?
2: But but
5: what is is punished? What what is punished? Punished is where where
2: companies take a decision which, in my view, in this case, was perverse because they still allow, for example, the Ayatollah of Iran to have a Twitter account. Yes. So there's there's no consistency here at all.
5: Well, but, however, we love a bit of free market. I'm sure you do, judging by that suit, which is lovely. Um... (laughs) But, you know, social media companies are private companies. Can you not objectify They can do whatever they
2: like. What, <laughs> I'll take all the I like. <laughs> of course I'm you sure. will, yeah. Um, <laughs> all
5: right, Eva. But, Ava, your point
3: about, you know, if, if men were that alpha, then they wouldn't be that bothered by this, doesn't really help us when it comes to boys growing up. And mm-hmm. that is one of my worries, that for teenage boys now, they are so terrified of the... Uh, consequences of putting a foot out of line. It was hard enough being a young teenager, working out how things are, working out how to do dating and all of that, without the terror that if you touch in the wrong place at the wrong time, you may find that your whole life is destroyed. See, see, I and like there is far that terror. too
5: much. Well, I, I, I like that. As a I mother think that of a teenage boy, frightened. I don't really? like that. Really? That's the most ins- malicious
7: thing I've ever heard. That is
5: awful. I think that men should be frightened. I think to you'd touch feel differently if you are not comfortable if you with. But we're talking about.
3: Yeah,
7: but teenagers, we're not talking about. I'm not talking we're, about, talking about we're talking about.
2: We're talking yeah, about it's an interesting children. thing, though, you see. I would say that that attitude actually is part of the problem, too. It that is. is to, that's, to me, toxic femininity. It is. That is saying you should all be terrified, you men, if you put one. I'm assaulting. Well. I, I, I think we all understand what sexual what assault, assault is. What Isabel's talking about is that young teenage clumsiness really in many hard. cases, mm-hmm. which is now being recategorized as assault. Is that a problem? It's
5: not being recategorised as assault. It's always been assault. It's just we're finally talking about it. I don't agree no, with that. It's
2: no, ridiculous. Uh, teenage you know,
7: boy fumbling with a teenage girl me. is not, not, it's even not, not even in that. most cases, Assault, do, you, do you remember Aziz Ansari, right? Half the heels of Me Too, half the heels of Harvey Weinstein rightly yeah. being dragged through the courts, and it should have got way worse than just prison time, in my opinion. Aziz Ansari had a consensual relationship with a woman. She felt a bit awkward and yeah. afterwards rescinded consent, and he was lumped oh. in and he had his No, I'm with you on that canceled. one. I'm with so you. So then, why should men be afraid of that?
5: Because he didn't touch her without consent, did he? No,
7: but she but was sending his how, consent. How are young boys supposed to navigate this, the whole yeah, thing? I'm
3: thinking well, of my have... teenage
5: son. You know, he's
3: 14, 15. What's he supposed to say? Would you mind if I Isabel, put you are an extremely I mean, strong on, woman. I know on.
5: in your house you're teaching them the difference between assault and then coming of course, on to of someone. Course, I know talk- you are. But well, what
2: we're talking about is it's been very interesting watching the Me Too movement and the Time's Up movement, how it's all developed. Because a lot of very bad people, Harvey Weinstein and others, got their due comeuppance we can all agree with that yeah. I don't, this is not even something to be debated we're really talking about the gray line right where is that gray line yeah. how do you navigate it when you're an experienced adult and you've been around the block in many ways you can navigate that much more intelligently and with emotional intelligence than you can if you're a teenage boy and i think the point isabel makes is a good one i've, I've had three sons in their 20s i've always taught them to be respectful to women and I, I believe they are but i do think it's really hard for a 16-, 17-year-old boy now in this environment to know even how to They're start all, they are all having kind of some kind of physical relationship with a woman.
3: Those good boys are all terrified. I know that from talking to my
5: son. He's just like, I'm just not going there. Is that healthy? Yes, I the think other it point... is, actually. I think it's better to not have a physical relationship than to have one that could ruin a woman's life.
2: But then how do they ever start?
5: Well, don't. If you're not 100% don't. sure, what? are we going, don't. For well, are you going to have
7: a bunch of Newton Celebrate? boys who never but it's have? So obvious. We actually it's do have that. Like... Gen Z is having far less sexual relationships yes, than any. They individual. are. No, it's true. And young, young people on, have stopped having sex. I agree with the first part of your sentence. Actually, if you're not willing to have a sexual relationship with clearly defined lines, don't have one. And so I actually told my my mates at university, don't sleep around with girls. One, girls don't bring a guy home that you don't know what he's capable of. Two. Guys, don't bring a girl home if you think that possibly she could have a false accusation against you.
3: Can I make another point here? Which, which I, I find... I mean, look, much. that centres
7: to me. When I was your age, right? How
2: old are you? Uh, 23. 23. When I was your age, the idea you would even have that sort of thought process...
7: Yeah, would I wouldn't be have those sort of
5: mates that would ever cross the no, line, no, so I wouldn't have to have no, that I conversation never said with mates. any of my friends. Don't,
7: don't throw my mates in with a bunch of violent people. <laughs> and is there, a, is, there a a certain, is there a
2: certain purity uh, here I'm detecting in a certain type of feminist who thinks that they're all unimpeachable and that this is all one-way traffic yeah, and that quite. only men can be toxic
5: no because i got to i've got to
2: enlighten that. you i've met quite a few women in my life who are pretty toxic themselves oh, and i don't see the debate being framed around that at all
5: no but the point is is that we're still in a situation where only five percent of rape cases actually even go to trial which is ridiculous but that's right. the extreme right. end of its it yeah. isn't it you're talking about but i'm rape talking
2: about, about we can all agree that's wrong we can all agree that's wrong but-
5: OK, so even on the extreme end of it, rape doesn't even go to trial. If, you, if you're if you assaulted, and that is life-changing. Yeah. What happened to Rose McGowan yeah. with Harvey Weinstein... I know Rose well. ..was yeah, life-changing. And things. she didn't get her come up. Yeah, but, Ava, we'd all agree career. about that. Well, yeah.
2: I think what, what has sent a shudder through all of our spines from your mouth today <laughs> is the line that all young men should be terrified... Of any of physical contact. Someone. Well, no, you didn't say it's it like that. You, didn't say that. you said
7: basically of of of, cr- of starting any physical contact and with a
5: woman.
7: And you're sure. And how can you be sure on? when she can rescind consent on something completely nebulous?
5: Okay, can I ask you this? If yes. you were going to go, if you were going to take someone to bed and you weren't a hundred percent sure that they wanted to go to bed with you, yes. would you go with no,
7: them? No, I would not do that. And that's the point what I'm was, talking Aziz about. Aziz Ansari was sure, for example, and then later she went and published a long piece about how she regretted it and lumped him in with Harvey Weinstein. I mean, is that okay? We're, we're, Ava, do you feel not. do you Thank feel
2: you. any of it? Ava's gone too far.
7: Do you think the pendulum
2: has gone too far at all? No,
5: no, I don't. I don't think it's gone far enough, actually. Really? I still, I don't think we've brought anything into schools. To your point, we haven't brought any teaching into school about what is assault, what isn't. Mm. If you're worried about like sixteen-year-old boys not understanding what it is, bring in sexual health lessons. Hang teach on. it. Well, the
7: idea, sorry, the idea that you can teach rapists not to rape is insane because they already know. What do you mean? That it's illegal. okay. Right. You're saying if boys wouldn't know what's assault and what isn't. Yeah. Right? Okay. The idea that rather than um, taking the power out of someone who can make a false accusation is what they actually most of them are concerned about, specifically my friends, for example, who would never dream of doing something like that, but then what the feminists fail to understand is you can educate evils... The feminists. Evils. Did you not identify yourself as a feminist, study? No, I didn't, actually. Oh, OK, Pierce, sorry. Boy, You're Pierce not did. a feminist? So then that's
5: to me. Actually, I called you a toxic
7: therapist. Okay.
5: <laughs> okay, then that's my question. <laughs> I'll
2: take that. That's yeah, wrong. of
7: course. Fair enough. But you cannot, if, if a rapist is willing to violate the law so violently, you cannot. Teach him out of that. All you can have is very harsh punishments to deter No, because that. you're
5: talking about the grey line, and the grey line is that parties have not understanding that when a woman is so inebriated that she can't stand up, boys need to understand that is Well, no. that's a different
3: yeah. line. You now, you're bringing in something
5: line. else. Ava, I would
3: like yeah. to know whether you accept that women, and particularly teenage girls and young women, sometimes give out pretty mixed signals. They give out mixed messages. They're not even sure what they want at any given time. I think we're victim-blaming. I, don't think I, that's think I think we're staying so so yeah, Do you, do you accept, I think we are straying into Do you Every we,
2: sinew of your body knows what she just do said. Do you accept women can
3: sometimes so say mixed come messages? On. Come on. They Look, can. I mean, I mean, sure, but I'm not a non denial I'm sure, yeah. but I'm talking about assault. So,
8: how are you no, supposed to? I don't think
2: any of us disagree about assault. No. We're talking about the far greyer line of young teenage Exactly. and they've all stopped having sexes because they are actually terrified. And I think it's a great shame if they're terrified into actually having no physical interaction with opposite sex. Exactly that. And the other point—can I
3: make one other point? Which is this whole thing of dredging up allegations that are ten or twenty years old. I think, is absolutely awful. Why? Where it, because it's a he said, she oh, said, Isabel, it's impossible to why? prove, and there are people whose careers are and their lives are completely ruined by allegations that are brought a decade or more after the event. Now, obviously, if the person was a minor at the time of the incident, of the alleged incident... I then can't believe you're saying this, that shouldn't we shouldn't a... bring up
5: historic assault claims. I don't That's absolutely think, I crazy. I don't think you should be bringing... Women who would I have been too afraid to confront it at the time Why? because they were too young or too powerless to bring about, it up in I the said first about place. You you see, I, you I would actually
2: did. side slightly with over here, in the sense I don't have a problem with historic crimes. For example, Harvey Weinstein, they're all it's historic. Yeah, but, yeah, has there a cut-off Well, has there, there actually. For someone like Harvey Weinstein, should there be a cutoff point or should the victims who were all bullied and scared I think it depends to come forward, the, right? I,
3: dep- it's, I think it depends on the severity of the allegation. Obviously, if it's something... You know, right. it's a rape case or something, but if it is a...
5: You know, he put his right, hand ger- on my knee. You're talking about the you journalist know. movement. I'm the journalist that bravely came forward and told about how cabinet ministers had touched them inappropriately touched on the yeah. knee, which was horrendous. I'm not yes.
3: bothered about what, t- touching on a knee. I mean, what, 20 years later? Yes, that should, but she, exposed, should be dragged she exposed through the, the courts entire for that.
5: sexual harassment culture that is in Westminster and is still really pervasive at the moment. Well, the
2: good thing is we're of all reached complete agreement after five years of the Me Too movement. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's interesting, isn't it? So we've got th- you know, lots of different views here. It is complicated i think and i i would i would argue but maybe a man shouldn't argue this at all but i would argue the pendulum may have swung a little too far you don't think it swung far enough Mm -hmm. you probably are on my side you probably are too but i'm not sure we should really be taking sides either it's a complex minefield and i think that the when you start using phrases that you should be terrified nobody should be terrified on any side of this i don't think unless they have
3: criminal intent. Uh,
2: But good debate. Thank you very much for coming in. We appreciate it. Uh, You can see more of my exclusive interview with Andrew Tate here tomorrow at eight. Um, You may hate him. You might like him. You might love to hate him. I tell you what, it's compelling, the interview, and it'll be on tomorrow night.
6: I believe that me standing up and saying a man must protect a woman and provide for her, so we need to make sure that she's safe. He needs a degree of authority to protect her. I have no her. problem with... No, but no, you, but people do have a problem with it. I'm, and, that's I'm the, not, sorry. and that's the world we're in Andrew, now. I'm over here. Why are you single? I'm not single. Well, you're not married. Well, if I was married, the last thing I would do is advertise it to the feral psychopaths on the internet. So unless... I'm not a feral psychopath. Good. So uh, we agree. No, we don't. Yes we do. No, we don't. Fears you know are on my side. are afraid of being cancelled along with me. Being anti-any woman at all is misogyny. Not when I'm not what I'm saying that women are beautiful and attractive at a certain age. And if you fix the problem in their life, perhaps they won't feel depressed. Anymore. No, but that's not a disease. No, yeah, but Andrew, that well, situation. Andrew, you're simply wrong. Why Depression. do you mis-
2: why do you misquote? Like, no, because you're you saying hate being misquoted. That's not the question. She is hand I believe so, the father. So, he's behaved like a politician. It's compelling television. It's tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. Andrew Tate, the interview that's already ripping up the internet. Well, next tonight, I'm joined live by the royal author, who discovered Harry and Meghan were so awful to work for that former aides now call themselves the Sussex Survivors Club. No. Really? I find that hard to believe, but Valentine Lowe will be here. Plus, after three people were stabbed in London today trying to stop a thief on a motorbike. I'll be asking is it ever safe to take the law into your own hands? And why should we have to? bro? the police?
0: It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away.
2: Welcome back. An explosive new book, Courtiers, by Valentine Lowe, explores the secret details of the royal rift between Harry and Meghan and the rest of the royal family. Well, the author of royal correspondent for The Times, Valentine Lowe, is here. Welcome to you. Isabel and Kevin are still with me. Um, Valentine well, congratulations. A riveting read. Thank you. Absolutely loved it. Uh, full of juicy gossip. You'd have made a great tabloid hack. Uh, cruelly wasted on The Times. Um, very interesting sort of perspective coming through from it. One... It looked like Harry and Meghan were a bit of a nightmare to work for, reducing lots of people to tears and all the rest of it. We knew a bit of that before, actually, from you. Um, but also, you're not completely unsympathetic to Meghan Markle coming into the royal firm and encountering the monarchy in all its good and bad guises.
9: No, I mean, and what happened, when, when she arrived, people went out of their way to help her. I mean, she had a meeting with a guy called Miguel Head, who was William's private secretary, and he said, listen... You're coming, you're, you've had a career, you're an actress, you're a grown-up woman, you're not, you know, a new bride like Diana was. Um, we're here to say you, we don't have to do things the old way. You can carry on acting if you want, you can work in the industry a bit if you want. You know, let's, let's, there's no fixed way. We're not the palace of 20 or 30 years So what ago. went wrong? Uh, I think that she uh, was... Is a piece of work? That's one. words in your mouth. That's uh, that's, that's, right? one, that's one way of putting it. I, I think what she, what you have to realise is that Harry was already having problems with working with, within the institution. Right. So he was looking for a way out anyway. Possibly. I think. I, I think so. He, he he had a hatred of the media. Great distrust
2: of the yeah. media. Yeah. Which goes back to how his mother died and everything. else
9: Yeah, and it's completely understandable. Yeah. Um, he also had a mistrust of the courtiers in the other households in. Palace. And did it, was he right to have a mistrust? Are they all a bit duplicitous in there? Uh, I don't think they're duplicitous, but they may have different ideas about how to work than, from what he does. Mm. And also, he had this thing about his shelf life. He knew that as he grew older... He got less important. He'd get less yeah. important. Yeah. Prince George would grow up. And by the time George would be 18, Harry thought he'd be over. And he was obsessed with trying to have instant results. Which is why, you know, when he invented Invictus Games... He did that in a real hurry, yeah. From a year uh, from seeing the Warrior Games and
2: the States. What is going to happen if his book comes out and it, <clears throat> as people fear in the palace, because I've spoken to some of them, it trashes Camilla, the Queen, as she knows. In fact, there's been a directive not to call her Queen Consort now, but to call her the Queen. Mm. And it trashes the Queen and it has a go at his father, now the King. Is there going to be a tipping point for Charles, which the Queen, the, the late Queen, was not prepared to to act on? where they basically, he says, enough, you're losing all your titles. And you can go off and be Harry and Meghan celebrities in California, but you don't have any royal titles, any royal status, it's over.
9: I don't think that would ever happen. I don't think uh, whatever Harry does, I don't think Charles would do that to his son.
2: Isabel, it's a mess. I mean, you, here you've got you know, the, these two boys, William and Harry, who were the nation's you know, beloved Young men, when they had to do that harrowing thing, walking behind their mother's coffin. Obviously, horrific. Their mother was 36. Mm -hmm. You can't fail but have sympathy Mm -hmm. for them. But William's gone one way dealing with it, into duty and all the, you know, his country and all the rest of it. Harry disappeared off. Is there a solution to this, or are we just going to be reading drama about this? For the next 10 years. I
3: mean, I think we'd still forgive him. You know, I think there is a huge Would we amount if she's of involved? residual affection there still for Harry. And I think it's very easy to make her the kind of scapegoat for all of it. And he is absolutely responsible as much as she is for where things have landed. Um, but I think we could forgive him if he came back and if she played the game. And it was interesting what you said about, you know, the, the palace initially saying uh, that, you know, she could do things differently. I mean, I think there's some appetite for that, but I think in order to get to that level of national forgiveness, mm. she would have to be seen to do a Kate for quite a while. Right.
2: I mean, you don't even want a monarchy, so you're probably the last yeah. person to ask on this. But we, are, we have one. We have a new king. And at the centre of this, Kevin, is a, is a human drama... There is. ..which is, which is very real... These two boys don't talk to each other. They pretty much hate each other. The wives have got involved. It's a classic family dispute. Let's just reduce it to that. What do you think is going to happen here?
1: Oh, look, I mean, this family, you can imagine them on shameless, but they've just got, you know, footmen and butlers. If they they lived on a council council (laughs) estate rather than country estates, they'd be known to social services. I mean, they are totally (laughs) dysfunctional, this family. And it's before we mention Andrew. But there is a human tragedy there, because two brothers who were very close of falling out. Um, but I quite admire Harry for wanting to get out. But he wants it both ways. Yeah. He was, That's my problem. He was it. moaning his dad wouldn't give him you know, the king now, wouldn't give him any more money. And also he's taken that Sussex title, which opens doors for them. But if he wasn't a royal, what would he be doing? I mean, look, it, I'm, you, you know, I'm it, from
2: Sussex. It, I've you know, spent more time in Sussex than Meghan and Harry yeah. have in the last two weeks. <laughs> so Actually, yeah. a month. But... Um, They're never there, but they've got these titles which are given to them. That's what I mean about they trade off Duke and Duchess of Sussex, the royals, to make themselves incredibly rich. And I I do wonder if there's a point where Charles goes, actually, you can't do that anymore. It'd be unprecedented,
9: but why wouldn't he? Yeah, but I think it's kind of irrelevant. I mean, no-one really cares about the titles. Uh, If you strip them of the titles, they're still Harry and Meghan. They'd still be equally famous. But they wouldn't be
2: acting as members of the royal family.
9: I don't think they go around acting as members of the Royal Family. Oh, Party they now. do. All the oh, paperwork, on, all the letterheadings, yeah. it's
2: all due, from the office of the Duchess of Sussex. Oh, yeah. almost nonsense. She calls herself a princess on her podcast. Little girls will got to be like a real princess. You're not a princess. She's not a princess anyway. <laughs> uh, but they, they do it quite deliberately to yeah. fuel the interest from commercial entities, and really the interest is based on them trashing their family. I mean, without that, I'm not sure what we're interested in. We don't want to hear their woke homilies about life, do we? So I'm not sure how this all plays out, but it's a mess, and Charles may have to
9: deal with it, I think. It certainly is a mess, uh, and I think the, the woke homilies have a market in the States that they don't have here. Yeah. Um, and the trashing the royal family, even in the States, people begin to get bored of that, I think. Mm.
3: Farold, how would you say... I'm fascinated to know, how does it end, this? What What is your, like, your prediction? Uh, I think he's going to come back here, tail between legs, and she'll be she'll be left no, there. No,
9: that, that will... I, Guarantee that will never happen for one very particular really? reason the kids. Those kids mm. are going to stay in the United States. Harry love, loves those kids a bit. He's, he's a great father. I'm convinced of that he's always been terrific with yeah, children. Good, yeah. um, so while, while she has breath in her body, those, th- those kids will remain in the States, and therefore Harry will too.
2: Well, it's fascinating stuff, yeah. Valentine. It's a brilliant book. I highly recommend it. It's called Courtiers The Hidden Power Behind the Crown. Valentine Lowe from the Times, thank you very much for coming in. Thank, thank you, you thank Isabel. You. Kevin, great to see you. First time since Good Morning Britain days. You look a bit you look a bit more presentable this time of night. <laughs> you do first thing. So first thing's a bit of a horror story. Don't we all don't we all know? <laughs> Actually, you're coming back, I've just been told, so you're not going anywhere yet. Um <laughs> next tonight, policing in crisis are vigilantes now a grim fact of life in Britain. Welcome back to Piers Morgan. With almost half of British people saying they've never seen police on patrol, it's perhaps no surprise that more people are taking the law into their own hands. This woman in East London confronted a would-be robber in a shop, tackling the thug and shoving him towards the door. Earlier this week, a mobile phone thief was rugby-tackled by the public before a woman chokeholds him. Heroes for sure, but with potentially dangerous consequences. Today, three people were stabbed in London. Reports say members of the public were trying to stop a thief on a motorbike. So, should we ever take policing matters into our own hands? Do we have any choice if there aren't enough police around to do it for us? Joining me to discuss this is security and terror expert Will Geddes and former Scotland Yard detective Peter Blexey. Peter, uh, well, good to see you both. But Peter, let me start with you. My, my feeling about this, some of these stats, I'm really, more than a third of the public are dissatisfied with the police. The highest figure for a decade. Official figures published in January show that fewer than one in 25 thefts is solved, half the rate of five years ago. I also read today that in England and Wales, only one in six crimes, including murder, rape, and GBH involving a knife, remain, uh, get solved. So five out of six don't get solved. When you see stats like that, it's no wonder to me that people are starting to get a bit more vigilante because they think, well, what else am I going to do?
10: Policing is in crisis. Violent crime is on the rise and we're all a bit less safe than we were some years ago. It is no surprise that when people see crime being committed, some people want to get involved, they want to do their bit. Why is it getting like this? Well, because people are exasperated by what they see as the failings of the police and the criminal justice system. And people go, do you know what? I've had enough. I'm going to have a go. Mm. Well, that's fine but you really do need to know what you're doing because the greatest problem is that you can sometimes make a bad situation even worse. Well, well we
2: saw today, you know, a, a theft was, was taking place from a couple of people on bikes and three people got stabbed. The, the people that, the involved in the stabbing, they disappeared. That is, I guess, a form of public vigilantism which, where people have been injured badly, perhaps.
8: Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it, but I think, as Peter was saying, it, people are feeling the pressure. I mean, I know at least half a dozen people personally who've had their watches ripped off their arms yeah. or been robbed for their phones or whatever, and certainly statistically, we are going into a very, very, very dark territory. I mean, uh, f- robberies of phones have gone up by 60% in the last year. There's 39,000 robberies and
2: thefts which have occurred in the last 12 months. People are, set, are fed up with it, um, and they believe if and they, they call the stuff. police, nothing will get done. And I, I'm the first to always back the police. I think yeah, they're massively too. understaffed, under-resourced. There aren't enough police on the streets. I felt this yeah. from when the Tories took twenty thousand coppers off the off the beat. I just thought it was a catastrophic error.
8: And there's also the question: that there's no community support policing. So I mean, in the right. same way. You don't see police pr- patrols that often. What is not helping and what is aggravating the situation is that you'll see stop oil protesters and you'll see some 15 mm. or 20 police officers attending to that. And the way that the general public will look at it is they'll go, you've got 15, 20 officers dealing with what is a passive, albeit mm. irritating and inconvenient protest. Why aren't these officers in our neighbourhoods? Right, and our Peter, fixed? I
2: mean, there are lots of factors behind rising crime. I think... Increased drug abuse is probably one of them because that inspires drug gangs and so on. Um, What is it behind, in particular, knife crime that is exploding
10: as well? What is driving that, do you think? Is is it the fact they don't think they're going to get caught? It's a great question. There is an aspect to that because people will walk around the corner and not bump into a police officer these days because patrolling the streets has been surrendered by the police, unfortunately. Um, And, of course... It, why do people, when, before they leave their homes, go, right, where's my key? Where's my phone? Where's the knife? Mm. We've got to tackle that mentality and we've got to stop people taking knives out onto the streets because, as today has clearly shown, there is a tide of blood tr- running through the streets of many of our mm. cities. In it,
2: America, yeah. with the guns, for example, the argument they use for why so many want to carry a gun is because, not because they want to use it, they want to defend themselves against a lot of other people who've got guns. It's why you see so many police shootings in America, because the police always believe that everyone
10: they stop may have a gun on them, right? We're heading that way with knives. Yeah, but so many young people who get captured with knives will say, well... Others had knives, so I thought I'd better take one out onto the streets myself. Either either to be part of the gang or to defend themselves. Yeah, and the stats overwhelmingly show that if you take a knife out out onto the streets, you are far more likely to become a victim of knife crime yourself.
8: I think in some ways, Piers, it's almost simpler than that. Uh, A lot of these street rats who are going out and robbing people know that if they produce a knife, they're less likely to meet any kind of resistance. mm. You know, when I teach people in personal protection... One of the things I always say is these guys are fundamentally cowards. They, mm. they rarely operate on their own. They will operate in gangs. Um, one of the big telltales, which people have to be very, very conscious to, is that many, many situations are now being launched by, on electric bicycles because, obviously, there's no identifiers, no number plate, which is easy, obviously, mm. to trace. And secondly, they're all wearing face masks. Now, maybe two years ago, when we were in the height of the COVID pandemic, that would make sense. Mm. But these days, how many people do we actually see wearing face masks? And most of these guys are trying to conceal it. But most of them are cowards and they will simply try and bully
2: their way through numbers and also the threat of weapons. Peter, what's the answer? If you're Liz Truss and you've come, you've got a basket case of issues to deal with. But what is the answer about this rising tide of crime and the apparent ineffectiveness of the
10: police in dealing with it? Give the police services the number of officers they need, train them properly, but make sure that senior officers take sight of what is the core principles of policing not mucking about trying to be community-engaged with mm. every minority group that exists in the land. Stick to the Robert Peel principles that were written nearly 200 years ago and are as relevant and as apt today as they were back then. Mm. Keep the streets safe, investigate crime when it happens and catch the bad people.
2: Peter, Will, thank you very much. Appreciate you both coming in. That's it from me. Tune in tomorrow, 8pm, for my pretty hot hour-long interview with Andrew Tate. If you don't know much about him... You will afterwards. Don't miss that, 8 o'clock tomorrow. Whatever you're up to, make sure it's uncensored. Good night.